All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You're listening to the Jason Greger Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. If you gamble, use your game sense. Stay within your limit. Go to gamesense.ab.ca and learn more. Stradwick joins us. Stradie, how you doing? Loving the weather, buddy. I think we might be if it's going to be a dry spring, but it's fun now. Oh, yeah. It's great. <laughs> hey, um, do you remember how old were you when you, uh, you first got approached by an agent? And what did you know about the agent business at that time? Yeah, I never was approached. My dad had a call. <laughs> so so uh, I guess I would have been in grade 12. Uh, to make a long story short, I went to a summer camp for the Oilers after I was drafted. And, and they, sorry, after I wasn't drafted in my draft year. And I did pretty well, and they wanted to sign me. So my dad and I were both surprised. We had no idea what to do, so we called my cousin's parents, the Niedemeyers, and they're like, well, we have agents. You call them. So we called two of them. One answered. The other one didn't. And that became my agent for the next 20 years. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it seems a lot more complicated now. What was the best advice your agent ever gave you? Uh, I don't know. I You know what? I think just, just the, well, saving, obviously, number one would be the saving. Yeah. Um, but also, you know, he, he said to me that, you know, I, I can't help you be a better player. I can help you get the right places. He really helped me with contracts. I really believe that, like, at times getting contracts. But he's like, I can't call, the, I can't call a team and get you to play more. You have to play well. Um, and I, I always, I believed in that. Like, I, we didn't have a, that type of relationship. I called him all the time to mm-hmm. say, hey, I'm not playing. I just try to play better. And, yeah. or I do something to get in the lineup more. And I think that we've gotten way past that. 
um, we're, we're, we're really away from that. And I, I, I don't think that's right. Um, anymore. Did he call you after your shootout goal? No, I don't know. He didn't, you know, it is. I think everyone was so surprised. They didn't know what to do, <laughs> but no, you know what? My age and I, our relationship, it's, it's, it was different. Our, ours was very business-like and I, and I, I really liked Don, even Donnie means my yeah. agent, but we had, um, you know, we, we, he'd come through town and once a year he'd take him out for dinner. Um, you know, once a year I'd kind of check to him. Uh, and then, you know, we'd get maybe the odd call during the season, but I, I didn't want that for my agent. I, I wanted to, I was my own guy. I just, that just how was I operated. I didn't. I didn't need him to advocate for me. Um, by the way, it was. It wasn't playing. It was yeah. funny. I, Strutty, I was the same way. I mean, there, and I'm sure you played with guys. I played with guys that just they seemed to know everything that was going on in the league. And I'd be like, How do you know what's going on? And they'd be like, Well, I talked to my agent, this and that. And I was on a need to know basis. I, I did not, like you said, I, I would see him once a year. I get the token um, dinner and. You know, At he, Earl's, did you guys go to Earl's lots? Something tells you that Strutty was no. definitely an Earl's guy. He might have. Well, I was no, in Ontario, paying. so it was Kelsey's he's for paying, me. So I made sure. Yeah, I, he was paying. I, I would get kid certificates <laughs> on the way out the door. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I was the same way. I mean, he didn't. I never had to talk. The only time I talked to him is if I really, really needed something. Other than that, I was just like, "Hey, leave me alone," and you know, I'll do my thing, you do your thing, and. And uh, I'll see you in the summertime. But, yeah, interesting. Well, there's only so much you can, like, I like an age, I think it can help you. But, you know, at the end of the day, you have to perform or mm-hmm. deliver. Yes. Um, and I think they can be a sounding board. But I didn't, I know I played with guys who nearly every week or more frequently than that would talk to their agents. And I'd say, why? Like, what are you, what are you getting from these people? Like, what is he telling you that, you know, your coach or the teammates or your, or your parents can't tell you? And I... I think at times for some players, it was a crutch. I really believe that. I'm calling my agent. Well, for what? To yeah. play better. Try harder. Like yeah. I, and, and I know that's not fair for every one, Greg's, but I think that there is an element to that, that it does become a bit of a crutch. Oh, dude, I, I could totally see that. It would make a, a lot of sense. Um, let's get to the, uh, to the order, Strutty. And, you know, they're taking on Detroit. Uh, L.A., they, they played from behind. It was a rare night off. Their first line just wasn't very good. I, I, I don't know if I've seen McDavid. You know, it's kind of stick handling like, like Strutty in that game. Puck was bouncing all over the place. It was it was odd to see. But the uh, the one line that had a really good weekend, the Kane, Dry Settle, Perry line. Do you think Corey Perry would have enough gas in the tank to be a second liner come playoff time? Or is this just a, a nice uh, thing he's a placeholder until they can find a better option? Well, I'll say this. He was moved off the McLeod and Holloway line, and that line wasn't as effective without him on that line. And so, obviously, there's something that he's doing um, that makes a difference. Yeah. And what, what I think Corey Perry does, and, and I'll speak to a little bit more to the third line, Greg's, but I think you're right. That other second line was great. The third line was Fogel, McLeod, and Holloway. They're very fast, and they're, they can skate and shoot. But at times, I don't feel there's a lot of hockey plays being made. Fair. Right, it's just a horse race up the ice, and they're trying to get the puck to the net. But with Corey Perry, it it feels like you know he's 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 a, a wily vet, and he was always wily right his whole career. But he's going behind the net, getting the puck behind the net. Now the demon have to point their toes the wrong way. He's looking for someone to pass to, or he the puck goes to the point. He's going to the front of the net, like just little hockey plays. And and I think that he obviously upgrades the hockey IQ on any line and it becomes more of a functioning line that they actually create something rather than just 
the horse race game that, you know, a lot of times hockey's become. And, you know, to stretch a little further, Sam Gandhi does the same thing. Yeah. So if you ask me, I think, Corey, can Corey do it from now till game, whatever, 25 in the playoffs? I, I sure hope so. I, I But, I mean, that seems like a lot to ask a guy to play that many minutes. Yeah, That many miles on him. But, you know, he does – he's clearly – it makes a difference when he's on the line what the line looks like, especially in the offensive zone. Not so much the neutral zone, but not offensive zone, Greg's and Brown. It makes a big difference. Stratty, was there anything in the Vegas game, Anaheim, you know, the the most recent one, L.A., that you liked in the Oilers game or you didn't like or you were looking to see? Because, you know, it's February – we're coming down the stretch, the intensity, each game's going to mean more, each play's going to mean more. Was there anything that you liked or disliked in the game that were, you know, like I said, that you're looking for in the Oilers game for them to take another step and see some growth? Well, I think we saw so much growth over that last big run of chunk of games. They won all those wins in a row. It's, it's kind of hard now. It, they're going to have, it's going to soften. You know, I, I don't think you can keep, well, I know you can't keep a letter, a, letter, a, a level of perfection for 82 games. So there's going to soften a little bit. But this drop hasn't been a massive drop. You know, it hasn't been like a fall off the cliff. They haven't scored maybe as much as they want. The PK maybe is something I, I'm, I'm not worried about, but there's three goals in the last two games against on the PK, so something I think you have to keep an eye on. But there was always going to be a softening. There's always you know, a peak, then there's a bit of a down. You just hope that the down is in a massive valley. It's just like an average down, and then you can kind of level out, get yourself organized, finish a few more chances, and then you move on again. Yeah, that's what I talk about. Edmonton can't just give away all the great gains they made by winning three of ten, something like that. They just, they just have to avoid that. You know, even if it's only five and five, which isn't great, at least it's five and five, right? And you're, you know what, uh, you're you're not losing a, a whole bunch uh, in that. Um, the, the coach tried uh, for two games and, and not even a full two games. It was only like a half a period, maybe a period for the Yakoma and Bouchard. And then they were back together. And it's basically CeCe and DeHarnay, uh, who switched positions. And some people are like, ah, it's a waste of time. Um, Stratty, you play the order is defense core. Maybe he's been the, the healthiest defense core in the NHL from la- the start of last season until now. Cody CeCe's missed two games. That's it amongst their top guys, right? Because last year, Broberg and DeHarnay were kind of switching out in the, uh, that number six spot until they went to seven, uh, defensemen. Um, do, do you see any real harm in, in what the coaches did for those few games just to, to swap those two? I don't, you know, I, I don't. And I, do you, do you a little bit different? There's only six of us. And there's really only five because you, you, there's, you're one of them. So you're looking around. You're like, hey, why? I know how to play with how these guys play because it's very intimate. You think about on the bench, you're sitting there. There's, there's three other guys than you. So you can have a conversation. You're talking nearly you know, a ton of the D-men at one time. Whereas a forward, you can sit on the bench and not see another left winger for the whole game You because know, you're, you're so spread out and they're complaining and bitching at each other all the time. <laughs> so the D is pretty, pretty – it's a much more intimate group of, of, of players. And I, I really like the D. Obviously, I'm biased. So you, know, you kind of know what you're getting when you're playing with each other. Now, the subtleties you might not know. But I don't believe if someone's you know, suggesting that they lost the games because they mixed it up, I don't believe it is. And, and the, big, the big portion of this for me is that Darnay and CeCe aren't that uh, different. They're pretty similar. They're more defensive-minded players. You know, Darnay's you know, a little more physical. I don't know that there's a massive difference in puck handling or passing. So moving one off the line or the other one, I, I don't think it makes a big difference. And quite frankly, you're kind of trading apples for, for apples. It's not yeah. like you're bringing... Uh, 
you know, Shattenkirk in instead of Dayarnay or something that's a really more offensive-minded player. So I don't think it was that much of a difference for, for the guys. He had a different look for a couple games, uh, but ultimately he goes back to what he knows, uh, he being the head coach. Struddy, what do you feel, <clears throat> you know, Ken Holland obviously has a ton of experience there, um, you know, and I think we all have the utmost confidence that he's going to make a deal or do something. If he doesn't make a deal or doesn't bring in a name, do you think that affects will affect the team or or the dynamic of the team or the mood of the team at all? Yeah, I mean, the, the guys, you know, you, you always feel like you want to add. You want to, you know, you want to say, okay, we're a pretty good team. Let's add another, another piece. But it's got to be a piece that makes sense. You know, I remember when I was, I was playing at the Rangers, we brought in a guy named Christian Backman, and he was a fine defenseman. But I feel that it wasn't just him. It upset the routine of the back end, and it kind of threw us out, threw us out of whack a little bit. And so if you're going to bring in, it's got to be a specific piece that fits in a specific hole. Um, you know, you look at, again, not to keep praising him, but that home trade did exactly that. A specific piece was moved out to bring in a specific guy that filled a, a hole that was, there wasn't anyone there. So when you look around this team, there's a couple areas you'd like to upgrade. But A, what's the cost, short-term and long-term? And then what's the cost for ruining any kind of chemistry? Like the top line, I think you can identify that's pretty good. Then you got Kane and Leon, and then who's on that wing? Is it Perry? So maybe there's an area there. And then you get to the third and fourth line. I think those, those are areas you probably are, are, are much more flexible with. I don't know if we can say this is the third line or this is the fourth line because we haven't seen it consistently enough from those guys. So I think those are areas that I'd feel pretty comfortable going in and, and, and dropping someone in to, to, to make a difference. I think they need a fourth line center, Struds. And to me, it's Derek Ryan. If he's your fourth line right winger, I can live with it. But I, he, I don't think, I don't think he's is a playoff uh, bound uh, center at this stage of his career. And that's fair, you know. And I, I, I think that the size matters, you know. And, and people they don't like to hear that, but it does. You know, a little bit bigger body can lean on guys. If you play Vegas, you know, you look at the size of those D. When, let's assume everyone's healthy. You're not leaning on them when you're five nine or five ten. You know, they, they're, they're looking for it. They, they, they like that. They like that matchup. So now all of a sudden you find someone who's a little bit bigger, a little bit heavier, um, can lean on guys and, and wear them down because the fourth and third line aren't necessarily out there to score, but they're out there to grind and slow those guys down and make them suffer a little bit with their forecheck and energy. Um, so, you know, to look at the third line, they got to get in the offensive zone, but they need to have sustained offensive zone pressure. And when Perry is on that line, we saw a lot more than it was Vogel. So, what do you need to do? You gotta maybe you gotta find someone for that second line. They can now push Perry down to the third line, so that third line looks like it does. Then someone from the third line, either Holloway or Fogel, drops down to the fourth line. Then you add a new fourth line center, and now you've made quite a bit of change in your lineup with adding a fourth line center and a second line player. And your your lines are probably bigger and more robust and heavier to play against. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Uh, lastly, Struds, uh, Morgan Riley's suspension comes down at five games. Uh, what would you make of the whole sequence and uh, the, the uh, suspension? Well, I, I saw really great play for the K-Team Town, and I, I got a kick out of that guy. I, I think he's he's funny and he would be annoying to play against like there's no doubt about it so he shoots the puck in there and I, I love it it's just you know a huge middle finger to toronto when you're you win the game for ottawa and morgan riley to me his reaction that's a reaction of a player who never usually deals with those kind of situations thank you he had no idea what to react he went in there and just cross-checked the guy everyone knows you hit it let's say the top edge of the shoulder that's rising up to his head and you're done mm-hmm. so and I'm not saying I was a clean player, but I went through, if I was going to cross-check him, I'm cross-checking down, kind of tricep down. That tricep, you, you hit that, oh, mama, that's going to hurt. And then it goes down. And so, yeah, I'm probably getting a five-minute major, and I'll probably have to fight someone, but I'm not sitting out for five games. So his reaction is of somebody who has no idea what he's doing in those situations, and now his team's paying the price. Five games without your number one defenseman, uh, you know, who is on the power play now? Is it, is it McCabe? You know, I, I don't know, but it's a big drop-off. And they could go one and four or two and three in this time. And not that they're out of the playoffs, but it sure makes their life a lot harder. So it was a, it was a, I like the intention behind Riley, but a dumb play by a guy who was inexperienced in dirty hockey. Yeah, to me, I had no, I don't mind the initial play, right? I like a little grease and sand, but we need a little animosity in hockey. I think it's better. But uh, Morgan Riley go in there and, and you're bang on threads. He, he kind of looked uncomfortable. Okay, what do I do here? Just drop your stick. But like people are trying to uh, even <laughs> when he cross checked, we even cross check him that hard. Right? Like Ridley Gregg went down like it was shot. Like let's make no mistake here. I, I'm kind of like I think it was worthy of two games. He's getting five, I think, because of all the the people talking about it. But the Brandon Gallagher, if we're talking hits to the head, which is what these both yeah. were, it's not even comparable on which one is more dangerous. Yeah, and it's surprising. Like, you know, it feels, you know, I think a lot of fans feel like the Leafs get the benefit of the doubt. They this don't. is one where they're not. No. They're not this time. And I, I But I honestly, guys, it, it, his, he made a mistake. Like, this is, hurts his team. And there's people saying, oh, it's going to galvanize the team and all that. Like, I, I get it. But it's not like you have three other D-men that can jump up. Like, do they, they have one guy who's an, a, a, a lower-end number one in Riley? Then after that, I think they have threes and down. So now everyone's moving up the old death chart for five games. And that's going to be, you can be as motivated as you want, but there are some limitations to your skill at the end of the day. His, his, his overall cross-check wasn't, it's not like he even followed through. I think he lost his bottom hand, did he not? I think if anything, he was coming over there. If that Ridley Gregg 
had to have known that someone was coming. I think he was expecting or hoping he was going to kind of turn around and maybe maybe they kind of grab each other a little bit of a noogie. But, you know, it's, yeah. it's yeah, it is unfortunate that, you know, the Leafs and where they're at can't afford to lose a guy, um, their number one D-man. No, not ideal. Stratty, what happens tonight? I think the Oilers get it done. You know, I think that they find uh, a few more goals in the end of their sticks, and uh, they get it done. And I'm, I'm interested to see what Sam Gagne brings. He, he's, he's done nothing but produce in the, in the minutes he's been given. And he, he just he ups up the hockey IQ and just making plays. And playing with a guy that can make plays is just it's incredible. And you're, you, know, you feel a bit more motivated to make plays and get in the end, offensive end and just hang on the puck and make plays. And then Sam finds a way to get it to net or someone else does. So uh, let's look for a little bit more uh, offensive zone time for, for 89's line uh, tonight. Stratty, have a great one. We will uh, chat with you uh, next Tuesday. See you, boys.